0: We put this time aside every Monday morning for Rich Lowry because he's great. He's the editor of the National Review. He's on a Meet the Press quite a bit, which one of these days I'll have him talk to my friend Chuck, who's completely lost his mind. I love Chuck, but my God. And um, you'll be happy to know this, Rich, that uh, every Monday morning at this time, besides the millions of New Yorkers that tune in because, well, they just do, one guy that makes sure he catches you and he described you as, quote-unquote, very smart last Thursday... Is the esteemed Bill O'Reilly? How about that?
1: Oh Wow! Wow! So, were, were you asking him whether I was wrong about uh, Biden winning the election right now? You,
0: you <laughs> listened to I <You> Did listen. <laughs> wow. You're the best. You are the best. I did, and we usually end our conversation <laughs> with that. But we'll start. I said. I said, Bill. He goes, yeah, that guy Lowry's very, very smart. I can't go. Well, he keeps saying Biden would win. He said, well, he's wrong. So I guess he's not all that smart. <laughs> he contends if the election was tomorrow, Donald Trump would win. Donald Trump would win and easier than you think. Do you want to rebuttal now with Bill?
1: Uh, still Biden. I think it's still Biden. Wow. I think president needs time.
2: Basement Biden with all, his, uh, all the baggage that he has and... Uh... I mean, especially the China connection, soft on China with this, uh, you know, after in the wake of this pandemic or during this pandemic, as a matter of fact, right now. And also uh, the hypocrisy, which you write about, Rich Lowry, on the Tara Reid allegations.
1: Yeah. So the the problem is Biden right now is just a generic Democrat. The the last people really saw of him. He was giving a victory speech. It's actually a pretty good victory speech for him, you know, after the Super Tuesday sweep. And then he disappeared. So I think that's been good for Biden and Trump's going to have to work him over and remind people of, of this stuff and really drive it home. The Tara Reid thing is just astonishing. So you have all these Democrats out there now saying all we meant when we said believe women was that you should take allegations seriously and then investigate them and vet them carefully, right? Which, which is a, a, a commonsensical position, but one that they excoriated for years. And if you said that, you know, you were, you hated women and supported rapists. And now Biden has this allegation against him, right? And they're like, oh, let's give him the benefit of the doubt and examine the evidence. And then Betsy DeVos last week, in one of the more significant regulatory actions in this administration reverses these Title IX rules on campuses that Obama had opposed that were absurd. You'd have students who were accused who didn't even know what the accusations were. They might not be able to review the evidence. They couldn't cross-examine the accuser and uh, they they created these kangaroo courts on campus and a lot of these cases were getting overturned in court when students went and said their their rights were violated so she just reverses those rules and implements a measure of due process and all the same people who are defending biden including biden himself say this is an outrage and and this is wrong and uh, it, it's just uh by biden and biden was one of the main drivers of this obama uh uh, rule, which under which he would clearly be guilty. Yes, you know? it wouldn't matter whether he actually, actually did it or not, uh, but he wouldn't be able to defend himself under that under his own rule.
2: No, the same uh, hypocrites, including Biden, who uh, crucified uh, Justice Brett Kavanaugh and ruined the lives of many a male, unfairly accused male college student. Uh, they, 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 they the, the mantra used to be: all women should be believed. And now it, it is they sh- should be heard. And, and by the way, on the college campus to that point, the Title IX stuff, the accused could not face his accuser. He was presumed guilty, uh, which is contrary to everything that, uh, in our jurisprudence. As a matter of fact, Joe Biden said this uh, to your point, Rich Lowry. Take a listen to him. One in five of every one of those young women who's dropped off for that first day of school before they finish school will be assaulted, will be assaulted. In our sure. college years, Unbelievable. but these just aren't numbers. Yeah, they aren't. These are our friends. These are our daughters. These are our neighbors. These are your classmates. A total canard uh, feeding into the uh, c- campus rape culture uh, BS. Uh, so, uh, follow up on that, Rich Lowry.
1: Yeah, it's a totally bogus number. Now, look in any, any social, uh, any sexual assault is obviously a horror, and. Uh, women should go first not to their college campus. You know, campuses weren't set up to uh, be shadow criminal justice systems. They should go to the police. Right. If, if someone sexually assaulted you, they shouldn't just get kicked out of Stanford. You right. know, they should go to jail, <laughs> right. uh, first of all. 20%. And, and then we just, as you say, our system of justice, it does, it's not based on someone making an accusation and it just inherently being believed. You, yeah. you, have, to, you have to prove it. And um, you've had a, a lot of injustice done because of Joe Biden, and he doesn't even have the, uh, the decency to realize it um, and to realize the hypocrisy and to apologize to Brett Kavanaugh and to all those falsely accused students out there who, who made it possible. Uh, to defend themselves.
0: Rich Lowry, National Review here on the Bernie and Sid Show here every Monday morning at this time always does a terrific job. So I know you know, Rich, because I know you're on my Twitter and listening to the show with Bernie and I, that we have been, and I've been from the very beginning, really adamant about uh, how ridiculous this shutdown is and how dangerous it is. And again, I'm not uh, an insensitive guy. I care about the sick and the dying. But we've all taken this to really, really crazy extremes. And we couldn't figure out just now, Bernie and I, why two weeks ago, Georgia... And their heroic governor, Brian Kemp, put his middle finger up to everybody and said, F you, we're going back to work. Nail salons, hair salons, tanning salons, gyms, you name it, we're going back to work. And it's been two weeks in Georgia, and all their numbers are down. So while Andrew Cuomo continues to lie to us and continues to extend and extend and extend, why isn't the Georgia story getting more play?
1: Well, same thing in Florida. You know, everyone assumed Ron DeSantis, governor down there, was going to be a, a terrible villain. Because he was slow to do, relative to everyone else, a, a statewide stay-at-home, stay-at-home order. He eventually did one, um, but much later than everyone else. And then he's, he's lifting it earlier than anyone here in the, the tri-state area. And it was supposed to be a debacle, and it hasn't been. Um, and they, the media is just a symptom of how they operate generally. They never go back and say, oh, we're sorry. You know, <laughs> sorry, no, Governor no, Kemp, no. or sorry, Governor DeSantis, we got this one wrong. You know, they'll never do that. Um, so, increasingly, it looks as though. This, you know what this it is, a, a, I
0: tell you what it is too. To make this quick, when I worked at a radio station in Florida, we had a. And Bernie knows this story. We had a hurricane coming. And I was going to work Monday morning, and we found out about 3 a.m. Monday morning it was going to be a tropical storm at best. And I swear to God, which my boss called me on the way to work at 5 a.m., and he said, you do not go on the air with tropical storm. You tell these folks there's a hurricane coming. Because he was right. under the impression that the listenership would still be huge if, in fact, there was a huge yeah. right. So the media is doing the same thing. It's almost like they need this story, and they want it to be bad every single day, so your eyes are glued to them. But they're lying.
1: Yeah, that's a great anecdote, because I've, I've often thought that, that on cable news, you can tell I've a little crestfallen, you know, when a hurricane gets downgraded. You know? right, <laughs> right, they're upset. Right, 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 right. <laughs> that could be a big story. Um, so it, this I, I, this is a horrible disease, there's no doubt about it, but it's, it's largely been a New York phenomenon, unfortunately. You know, it got spread to New York first. I don't know how we're going to stop it from getting here, because it was coming in on flights every single day. Trump would have had... To not just do a China travel ban, but a Europe travel ban, like, immediately. Like, you know, two weeks before we even did the China ban. E- everyone coming from overseas can't come here. No one was contemplating that. that. That would have seemed too radical. And then it was sort of spreading underground for a long time in New York. And as the New York Times notes, spread from New York uh, to the other hot spots around the country. And there are just all these unique aspects of New York that the rest of the country doesn't have. You know, Florida doesn't have a subway system right? I mean, Florida isn't as dense uh, as as some parts of boroughs in New York City are. So I think New York has just been uniquely susceptible, and it's been a gut punch uh, to the city. But it's just we, we've wrongly thought, well, what's happening in New York is going to happen all around the country. And it's just that that probably isn't true. It's just there. It's harder for it to spread uh, around the rest of the country. And then there are nursing homes, which even though we went radically towards lockdowns, we didn't do enough to protect nursing homes. And especially in New York, you had this you know, crazy policy where uh, nursing homes had to accept COVID, new COVID patients, which is just a way to feed the nursing homes where the most vulnerable people are.
2: Exactly right. And, uh, of course, uh, the governor, for some reason, even locally here, Rich, you wouldn't believe the local news, they give him a pass on that edict that came down on March 25th, which they just reversed yesterday. And they don't, they don't make the connection that it was Cuomo who ordered it and therefore has th- that t- those types of deaths, those deaths exactly on his hands as he celebrated his, mo- his own mother yesterday on Mother's Day. But in the time we have left to Rich Lowry, I want to get to uh, this Flynn stuff. Flynn, maybe uh, the judge might throw out the case. The DOJ says that, they, that he should. The bottom line is this, uh, D&I, Rick Grinnell, he declassified a bunch of things which uh, had all these actors that were saying that Trump was a Russian agent. Uh, Clapper, uh, Rice, uh, Powers, and all kinds of people. McCabe, uh, that, that he was, that they actually said in, clo- on, in closed doors to the House that they saw no evidence whatsoever of Trump-Russia collusion. And that's been exposed. And now it's, it's uh, tied to Obama as well, who, who was aware of the Flynn uh, wiretapping, spying, etc. And God knows what else.
1: Yeah, well, one of those interviews. I think it's of an official named Evelyn Farkas. Uh, she's asked, "Do you have any, any evidence?" You know, you've been in government twenty years. I, I don't know what it said exactly uh, of collusion. He's like, "No." So, 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 why do you think there is collusion? Well, wh- what I've heard in the media. So it was like <laughs> this giant circle where uh, everyone believed it because everyone is supposed to believe it, and you guys, you know, to your credit, were skeptics of this insanity from for all along but just Uh, goes There was no reason to can you write that uh,
0: can you write that in the national view can you write that the bernie and sid (laughs) show
1: (laughs) (laughs) there's no reason to interview flynn he had had no reason to believe it was a hostile interview you know that was going to potentially send him to jail if he said something that was questionable or not and then there was a dispute over whether he was actually deceptive and the FBI seemed to at least, you know, was just going to leave it alone. It sat there for 10 months. And then Mueller picks it up, I, I think, you know, in large part because the guys who are really running the, the Mueller probe, who, you know, very aggressive, Trump-hating Democrats, figured this would really drive the narrative. Uh, you know, you'd have the media every day saying that the walls are closing in on, on Trump because of what happened with Flynn. You'd have the media every day when, when people like me would say, well, Mueller hasn't really uh, produced much. They say, well, he got Flynn. You know, and so this is a, a politicized uh, prosecution, and it never should have happened. And good, good for Barr being willing to take the flak to reverse it.
0: Any, yep. any uh, words on the way out for Bill O'Reilly? He's listening right now.
1: <laughs> Very smart guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is perfect. You are, no, I got to tell you, you are smart. I got to give you credit. Listen, National Review is great. You're great. Thank you for another great Monday here with Bernie and Thanks, Sid. All. Thank you, Rich. Always right, appreciate it. great you. Rich Lauer.